Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And yes, he's back. Mr. Brian Lebo from Vegas. How you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic. How are you guys doing out there? Hi, man. We're having a great time. We are, you know, the audience asked for you to come back all the time because you bring such great data. You've been doing it for so long. We, we appreciate you. Uh, you made a very interesting call. I'll remind people on last month saying that uh, you thought somewhere between November, December, and January that uh, Vegas might have an all-time record low for transactions. Yeah. We also have a personal bet about exactly. price. Yeah, we have a personal bet on price. I think it was three months. I, I thought we'd have a surprise up on the medium price. We'll see what happened. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. So uh, so what's going on? Because you asked if I wanted the data early. I'm like, no, let's react. To so, <laughs> yeah. No spoiler alerts for. No, spoiler, no what, what's going on in the market? What, let's go to transactions first. What happened? Can I just say you're so going to lose. You're just so going <laughs> to lose. You're Sorry, so going to lose. I can afford a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> all right so if we want to talk about transactions um so last month we had discussed the fact i think we had 1509 transactions it means nothing to you guys but for historical reference during the pandemic in may of 2020 at our absolute worst the worst possible moment we did 1523 so it was astounding remember last month that we managed to sell less homes than we did during the peak of the pandemic. That was pretty mind blowing, right? Wow. And I told you this was just the beginning of it. That you did. Again, you know, November, December, January. January is the worst month for transactions. So if we were hitting 1509, it was guaranteed to descend from there. So, okay. so what do you think? What, what was, what, what's your guess for uh, November? Well, we're going to be under 1509. I think you're, you're, you're in the uh, dude. A little uh, foreshadowing there, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. A little foreshadowing. You lead the witness. I'm yeah. going to go 1357. Ooh, close, man. That was, that oh. was, that was strong, man. It's better right. than your other bet. <laughs> uh, yes, we had 1,309 transactions. Oh, all right. Yeah. So a little under even your prediction, but yeah, again, we have a new record. So, and again, just so people realize, if we're looking at 18 or 19 pre-pandemic, Vegas is doing, I don't know, what are they, what are, what's Vegas doing this time of year? Well, I mean, let's put it this way. Last year, we did 3,093 transactions in November. So we were down 57% just from last year. Um, wow. If we go, what is this? 2020, we did 2,800. If we go pre that, we did 2,219, 2,100. So even, even from that, we're down roughly 50%, yeah. even from like a normal year. Yeah, just take a- Wow. Just a regular Eating. standard average year. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're way down. And we're gonna be worse, like I said, this month. And I think January is going to be pr pretty rough. Pretty rough. Uh, here's a crazy question. Do you think, do you think Vegas could actually do less than a thousand? I don't think we're going to get less than a thousand. Okay. I, I think, I think we'll do less this month, but I think January's numbers, that's where it's going to be. I, I said, we're going to have, yeah, remember I, I said, I think we're going to have a month where we hit 1100. I think I predicted that like three months ago that by the end of the year, yeah, um, it could happen. 
the market's a little weird, you know. I don't I don't know if we're going to hit 1100 this month. It's really possible, but I would bet January is going to be 1100 for sure. Okay, well that's transactions. So you nailed it. You've been so right. Uh what about median price? Do we get that surprise uptick that <laughs> And for you guys out there, this is this is our bet. This is the this money. This is our yeah. bet. This is the money bet right here. So just to recapitulate, if you guys didn't watch last month, all right, our boy over here said that within the next three months. So this this is what one out of three. This is month one. So this yeah, is first this is month first month of the bet. He bet that there will be a month where the median price actually goes up from here. And I said, hell no, that's not happening. So and the reason I the said that is, I believe there's a structural difference in how median price is created. Right. But that's why I said it, high, low. But anyways, he's he's using his high level mathematics. Yes, exactly. <laughs> freaking logic, which is not going to work in Vegas market apparently. <laughs> yeah, and that's so true. So clearly, I was wrong. One right now, I'm zero for three. Right. All right. So in October, we ended the month with four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars, down fifty thousand from the median. Last month, we came in at. Four hundred twenty-five thousand. Ooh, another ten. Another grand. ten G's. So, you got two months left, my man. I, I don't know if you're gonna make it. I, I, no, I, yeah. Again, I think I think as transactions go lower, I, again, this is why I made the call. Yeah. I believe in Vegas. The most pain is above the median. Okay. Me and again, I think Vegas is gonna have some my, massive price drops above the median. A hundred K price drop on a seven hundred K house will not be uncommon. Okay. But what happens when that 700 sells for 600 is it pulls the median higher, right? Yeah. Because it's above the median. Of course. So I believe like as we get into December or January now, because clearly November, I was wrong. There's going to be one of those months where the rich people go, I'm out, take it for 600. And sure. that's going to just, it's going to shock the system. People are going to be freaking out. How can Vegas go up? It didn't go up. It's the high end. Right. Finally, absorb the loss that they're supposed to have but that will take the median higher and people are going to go batshit crazy yeah no uh so now we are we are officially down i think it's 12.4 percent from our high in may so we're down 60 g's from 485 what are you year on year are you negative year on year so this this is funny uh if i'm right it's like one let me see let me see real quick um technically technically we're up 1.2 percent this is technically crap. Technically, we're up 1.2%. But get, but but check this out. Okay, last December, December probably. Last December, the median price went up to 430,000. So right now, wow. we'd already be down. So I I figure next month we're going to go down another 5 to $10,000. So it's all but guaranteed next month if if we go down, I think it was 5 grand will be down 3.5%. So I'm I'm almost guaranteeing like so you'll charles finish barkley. the year negative we're gonna year on year like charles barkley i guarantee we will be down three percent by the end of the dude, year if you're like if you're like barkley that means you're going up bet against yeah bet against. <laughs> you bet, bet against barkley man he is a he's a great indicator yeah. um so that's crazy so so again transactions record low prices 50k down 10k 60 again. now we're down 60, 60 now down wow. 60 yeah wow um the other thing that you and I talked about when we first got started, let's just put a pin in this one, is you knew it would be really painful when builders stopped doing lot premiums. So what are you seeing with lot premiums these days? So, yeah, um, I'm starting to see a, re a, re 
I would say regaining, but a return to normalcy, actually. So, <clears throat> you know, for those of you that are kind of new to the game or never experienced a new home, you know, tip, typically a premium lot is what it sounds like, a premium lot. So right. let's just say you have regular normal track homes on 5,000 square foot lots. Those basic lots will be either zero premium, maybe $3,000, but like a, a reasonable amount of money. Now, your huge lot that's 10,000 square feet on the corner or at the end of a cul-de-sac, those are premium lots. So those can easily carry, you know, 10, 20, 30, $50,000, sometimes even a hundred. Over this past damn near decade, um, those lot premiums have just been perverted to the point that either you have to bid for a regular lot. So a regular lot that would cost zero to $3,000, suddenly you're paying $70,000 for. Now your premium lots, will start minimum $100,000. Some lots are over a million dollars. I mean, I've seen multiple lots that are 700, 800, 1.1, 1.2, if they have strip views. Um, back in the day, it used to be $200,000 for a premium lot on the golf course. So on the golf course it used to be 200,000. And, you know, that's, you know, that would be a million dollar lot premium damn near at this point. So yeah, now we're starting to see um i just saw one builder they just did a release and the regular lots are three thousand dollars so we're we're getting right back towards normalcy because builders have to sell homes now uh what was it that we talked about in the first one the, the one thing that builders never ever 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 do is what like discount uh, houses that they never lower the price of a home. Never. Give you this, right. give you that, give you that. So we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. So I think I sent this to you through email, but um, my video is either going to be out today, tonight or tomorrow night, probably tomorrow night, but I'm going to feature it in the video. Uh, Woodside homes, which is a huge builder. Um, mm -hmm. They actually, so they have one uh, subdivision where, you know, they're selling their model homes. Now, when it comes to model homes, guys, you know, everyone knows the model homes are grossly overpriced and super expensive because they put every option into them. They're very coveted, very desirable. Mm -hmm. So obviously the model homes typically go for substantially more than any other home in the neighborhood. And in many cases, they sell the model home like immediately. And then that owner leases it back to the builder so that they can use it as a sales office and a showpiece. Mm -hmm. Then they can take uh, occupancy once they sell out of the neighborhood. Well, they had two homes two model homes that they're trying to sell. They took $163,000 off of one home and $180,000 off of the other home. And both homes are still not under contract. And that What's was- that, what, what, what price point is that? Like 700? Uh, they were in the 800s. So they were so in that's, the 800. That's a 20%. 20%, yeah. And wow. that's exactly it. They took 20% off the price and it still didn't move. So, I mean, if, if that was- a good deal at 20%, it would have been immediately wow. absorbed. So that kind of gives you a nice barometer as far as you know how these new home sales are, are operating. That should yeah. not really be occurring. Now here's here's a stat for you guys. This is one the truth, the truth here, which I didn't put in the video, is that one of the guys that I work out with at the gym, he came in yesterday morning and told me this. And I was, I was like, uh, I, he was having some MLS problems and he wasn't sure. And he told me this number and I said, that doesn't, that doesn't that, sound that right. jive. That yeah. doesn't jive at all. So I came home and it was worse than he said. He was not I only know. right, it was worse. So okay. this is hard to believe. This is really hard to believe. Right now, 47% of properties listed on the MLS are vacant. 
Shut up. I didn't believe it, but yeah, I yeah, we had like seven thousand and change, and it was like thirty three hundred and sixty nine. So and this, so this is awesome. Oh, I love this. That's crazy. I mean, is now, I think iBuyers are in Vegas, but you'll know for sure. Are iBuyers? Okay. Yeah, not, so they're not so much. Are... They're more like i sellers right now. <laughs> not so much i buyers. Uh, I talked to a rep for the Open Door, and they're like, "Yeah, like, nah, we're not really like they're buying, but it's hilarious. Like, all I of a sudden, there was a week where, well, there was a week where they wouldn't buy anything, and then they came back online, and they were literally like a hundred thousand dollars below what they would have offered two weeks ago. They they finally got smart and realized that they have to insulate themselves. They're overpaying so drastically that it's almost like no one's gonna no one's gonna sell to them. It's just insulting. But um, yeah, obviously That's we have high buyers. So because this is why Vegas and why Phoenix and why Austin and Sacramento are gonna feel pain is because of these quote vacant homes or I sellers. What do you, I'm going to guess, I don't, I have no idea. A thousand of the active listings are I sellers. Yeah, that sounds, that could be right. I mean, I'd have to do a little research. I think last time I looked like open door had a holding of about a thousand properties yeah. that they were sitting on. So, you know, your red fence got some left and yeah, aggressively, left. we could say a thousand. So like maybe, you know, 15, 10% of the market, you know, there's 7,000 so homes, you know, so let's just say 10, 12% of the market are I buyers. But again, they are not affected by this as much as what normally you and I would be red flagging. So right. from my standpoint and for the viewers out there, you know, what's so disconcerting about that number is think about it. In either scenario, if you got a house vacant, okay, look, if you were occupying that property, let's say you and your family decided to move to Texas, you thought your home was going to sell. So you bought the new home in Texas, you moved out there and you had a nice smooth transition and your house is going to sell in a week, a month, whatever. Well, now you're paying rent or a mortgage in another state. And most likely you still have some debt obligation on your property here in Vegas. So what I have been alluding to for many, many months is that everyone has a breaking point. And I thought that breaking point would be November, December. So again, for all these owner occupants out there, I mean, how many people have just paid off their mortgage and have no debt obligation? Not a huge very, amount. Very little. Yeah. Right. So you got a lot of people that have either bought a new home or moved out of state and now they're just sitting and now they're making dual payments that gets old. Hella quick. quick. Yeah. yeah. So it's very interesting. So, and and then the thing about the other component, I'm sorry to cut you off, is no, otherwise it's an investor. And the thing about that, if you're an investor, you probably have debt obligation oh, and sure. you don't have any tenant in there. So basically, you're just throwing away money. And at a certain point in time, either you're going to put it back on the rental market or you're just going to be more aggressive. And that's how I've, I've had a lot of investors that were just like, hey, I need to use this money for other things. And they're just like, hey, let's just chop, chop, chop until we get it done. Yeah. So the, the markets that are, have I buyers or I sellers, those are going to hurt a lot of people. Not only are the I sellers, I buyers going to get crushed and be bankrupt and be out of business because you're horrible operators, but they're going to pull down other flippers, right? Because again, oh, they're yeah. competing, right? You got 47% of active listings vacant. That is mind boggling. Right. Uh, and then I think there will be some people uh, that just become reluctant landlords, right? The person yeah. in Texas, it's like, well, my interest rate's 2.8%. I can, you know, I'll stick a renter in there and, you know, right. we'll sell it in a couple of years. And you do see a lot of dual listings where it's for rent and for sale. The, the problem is, is 
either way you cut it, this time of year is a terrible time of year for a rental property. So no matter what, no matter how you choose to look at it or what your feelings are on the rental market in general, this is a terrible time of year. Not too many people are looking to rent a place in, you know, during the holiday season. So, uh, a lot of those people trying to rent and sell are just going to be caught in purgatory and going nowhere really. So I'm starting to feel like you're telling me that you expect max pain to be kind of January, February, but then that becomes a floor. And then we build out of this maybe sometime next year. It's not going to be four or five years of just grinding lower and lower and lower. Yeah. I mean, it's really just finding those, those thresholds, right? I mean, everyone has their level of savings and their pain threshold and that varies. You know, the, the, the reason I thought November, December would make sense is because typically that's the best time of year for deals. And if your agent's worth half a damn, they're going to tell you, Hey, look, if we don't get this sold, you know, by mid October, we're probably not going to get this done till February. That's just pretty good advice. The problem that we may run into is again that just so many people have their head in the sand and just are hoping and wishing the problem is you go through december you get into january and then it's like well spring's around the corner you know hey so you you might have a little bit of that delusion still seeping in but again for the people who have vacant properties i mean they're they're going to have to do something with it and frankly i don't see the market really heating up in march or april Unless interest rates come down towards 5%, I I don't think we're going to see any kind of salvation occur early spring. I think it's just the news is going to continue to get worse with December's numbers, January numbers. Oh, yeah. Um, So, you know, very, I could be just early with it. It could get pretty loose in January, February um, once we get more bad news. Um, Yeah, I, I, I just, I think it's going to continue to get worse. I don't see this market. You don't see a year of declining prices. Um, you? Maybe you do. You know, I, I think it's pot. So I think the best way that I articulated it was uh, in my last video that I put out uh, on Thanksgiving. I, I did a, a whole video where I explain, even though it sounds crazy to, to discuss this right now, you always want to look one, two steps ahead, right? And, and you got to figure out at some point, we all know that we're going to recover. It's It's inevitable. It's guaranteed. It may sound crazy while we're in the middle of this, but it's guaranteed to occur. So knowing that this is the next step, what do we need to look for in in order to see those steps before they happen so we could take advantage of a market before the general population does? We're here talking investment. So as a good investor, we want to beat the crowd. Absolutely. And my feeling is as crazy as this market is and as bad as this market is the light at the end of the tunnel is so much brighter than any historical reference that you can make to this because our inventory levels are still super super low so the problem is going to be at some point when we turn that switch there's not a lot of homes to choose for and then you have people that have been sitting on the sidelines for a year year and a half it's gonna the market's going to recover very strong very quick whenever that does happen so Mm -hmm. to me the problem that you run into is looking forward down the road like what is going to spur people to be willing to come out and i think the first line of buyers are going to be investors typically in this kinds of market investors are the ones astute enough to realize things make sense let's jump in because again for us if it makes sense today, it only makes more sense tomorrow. Yeah, so we're not as we're not as interest rate sensitive. If, if it makes sense at eight percent 
It makes sense. Right. If it makes sense at 10, right. it makes sense. Yeah. Right. So I think when I looked at the numbers from January, I mean, look, interest rates were so low that very well could have pushed prices higher than they should have been because that price threshold where we hit was predicated on historic low interest rates. If interest rates were at 5%, not three, would we have actually ever reached that quite of a high? Probably not. So even taking the high that we had in May, right? Like Vegas was 485. Mm -hmm. I looked at it and basically where we're at is in order for us to get payments, because again, what I try to explain is this is America. It's not about the price of a damn thing. It's about the monthly output. So if you look at what the monthly output was on a mortgage in January, right? 3%, that's the magic number. From January of this year, to May at the peak to where we're at now, you know, six and a half, seven percent interest, your payment is up 32%. So the only thing that I'm really choosing to look at is monthly obligation and affordability went up 32%. And like I tried to explain, there isn't any consumer product that can do well when you go up 32% in like six months, let alone no, a year. It's crazy. No one can afford, especially when that is your number one expense, right? That's your biggest expense and your biggest expense just went up 32%, that's rough. I mean, look at gas, gas goes up 32%, people spend less on vacations, the cost of goods and services go up. So if we can agree that affordability went up 32%, well then we also have to agree that in order to spur things, we gotta figure out a way to get affordability down 32%. Now, I don't see interest rates coming back to 3% anytime soon, so that, we can't count on. So prices are down 12.4%. Cool. I think we're going to go down at least 20 to 25%. So if you look at it this way, if let's say prices come down 20% and then we can bring interest rates down to 5%, that's about that 32% affordability payment. If you do the math with prices down 20% and interest rates coming down to 5%, you're going to find yourself on parity with where we were in January. So I think that's what we're looking yeah. for is a is a is a combination of interest rates and pricing coming down and that's when investors will go okay yeah this is starting to pencil out so keep an eye on those two factors but prices are going to continue to come down until either interest rates get to a more favorable position where people feel comfortable or not and yeah, it's curious it's curious um do you think the you think a mortgage rate sub five is kind of a magic number? Kind of spurs. For me, I do. I think yeah. I think once you break through five psychologically, that's that's kind of where it's at, right? Yeah. Um, people have no sense of historical like reference. Five percent is pretty damn low historically. Where we're at right now at sevens is it's about right from a historical perspective. It just feels like crap because we're used to three. So yeah. you know. Well, if you are watching this and you are an investor and Vegas is on your shopping list, you have to be working with Brian Lee, but how should they reach out to you? I uh, appreciate it. Uh, one, you can watch my videos. You'll get acclimated to the market very quickly. So just on YouTube, type The Lebo Group, L-E-B-O, and you'll find all my content there. You can go to lebogroup.com. The easiest thing to do, dude, just shoot me a text message, 702-257-LEBO, L-E-B-O, 257 Lebo. I'm sure he'll put a, a link in the description below. So yeah, shoot me a text. Let me know what you're looking at and I'll be glad to wrap with you and we'll figure out uh, a strategy for your goals. Yep. Absolutely. Do it. He's, uh, he's in, in the, he's always walking properties, looking at stuff. Uh, 
I'm looking for deals in my market. I'm offering district, you know, offering low prices. I've locked up two. I close on my second one today. Nice. Uh, 30% below list price on an already reduced uh, list price. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to go shopping when nobody's buying. <laughs> right. I, I like to be that guy. So Brian, take care, man. Thanks. All right, guys. Thanks for watching.